The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So I want to tell you one of the most amazing stories of my entire life that has to do with somebody who fell asleep on me. This story happened, I don't remember the exact dates, but roughly it began last December. And it continued for a period of time. If I'm not mistaken, it was the last Saturday night in December. I went to Newark Airport at an uh, 11.50 flight on Elal going to Israel. And I get on the plane, I board the plane, I sit down in my regular seat, seat 2A. And a couple of minutes later, a guy gets on the plane and sits down right near me, seat 2C. And I look at him and he looks at me and I say, Shalom, and he says, Shalom, and I say, what's your name? And he tells me, Raz. I said, oh, hi, Raz, how are you? And he says, I'm okay. And I'm trying to make conversation with him. And after about one minute, he looks at me and he tells me, Tishma listen, boy, I'm not in the mood to come have talk now, conversation. It's not for me. I need a lovely show and I'm going to sleep. Before the plane even begins to taxi, he goes into the lavatory, he changes into the pajamas, hangs up his clothes, puts the seat flat, they put him on a sheet, they give him a blanket, takes the pillow, puts two things in his ears, takes two pills that I later on learned were ambience, and Vailatov, he's out cold. They wake him up after we already landed in Tel Aviv. Okay? He wakes up. That's a blessing to be able to sleep like that on a flight, isn't it? He wakes up. And again, I try to make conversation with him. Where you from? Where this? Where that? And he tells me again, Listen, boy. In one minute, they're coming to get me straight from the plane. I'm going out through the back door. I'm out of here. I have no time for this. And that's it. Thursday night, I get on a plane, this time from Ben Gurion, to come back to Newark Airport to go home to my wonderful wife and children for Shabbat. I get on the plane, I sit in my regular seat 2A. Two minutes later, a guy comes on the plane, sits in seat 2C, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and I say, Oh, Raz, how are you? And he looks at me, and he says, Lola Mata, you didn't learn? I said, I'm learning disabled, I'm sorry. And once again, the same ordeal goes over again. He goes into the lavatory, he takes off his clothes, he puts on pajamas, he hangs up the clothing, they put the seat flat, the sheet, the blanket. This time there was one difference. Instead of taking the pills with water, he wanted to make sure he's out cold, he took it together with beer. Not such a good idea, not healthy. And he's out cold. This time one thing changed a little bit. Instead of waking up after landing, for some reason they made him wake up before landing. So he woke up about 25 minutes before the flight was over. Again, I tried to start talking to him. He puts on these big Bose noise cancellation headphones on his ears, and there's nobody to talk to. Okay? Before he leaves, he was polite. He turns to me and he says, Anaim, it was a pleasure. Shakes my hand, and he goes off the plane. Three and a half weeks later, I had to be in Israel for a class. This time it was a Monday afternoon, 2.30 in the afternoon from Newark Airport. I bought an LL flight. But when my travel agent made the reservation, he tells me, sorry, but 2A is occupied already. You can't get the seat. I said, okay, so give me 3A instead. I get on the plane, I sit down in 3A, and the rest of the 12 seats in the class are empty. Okay, people are coming on. They say, one minute, we're closing the doors, turn your cell phones off, this and that, fine. Then they announce, we're waiting for one more passenger. And one more passenger was Raz. And his 12 empty seats, and the seat he sits down is a three seat. I said, Raz, what happened to you? I see you again. And he looks at me and he goes, Dale, what do you want from me? 
I said, I don't want anything. But if you see me so many times, you know, maybe we should say hello to each other. I said, leave me alone. I know he tells me in English, I'm antisocial. I said, I'm a liberalist, you're entitled to be what you like. I figured a day flight, he's not going to go to sleep, right? Let's see what happens. But sure enough, no difference. Goes to the lavatory, takes his clothes off, puts some pajamas. This time he takes three pills, and we can't say Laila Tov, so Tovim, good afternoon, he's sleeping. Wakes up again right before landing, off the plane. But before he gets off the plane, he looks at me, and he tells me, tell me something, when are you going back to New York? <laughs> we landed, it was Tuesday morning. My class was Tuesday night. I had to go back to New York Thursday morning, because I had another class in New York Thursday night. So I tell him, I'm flying back to Thursday morning flight, 10.40 in the morning. He said, oh, thank you, thank you, God. And I said, why? He says, because I'm flying Thursday night. <laughs> I said, Baruch Hashem. Believe it or not, Thursday morning I get onto the plane. I sit down in seat 2A. And in seat 2C, already sitting there, is Raz. And I said, Raz, you told me you're flying at night. What are you doing here? And he said, I had a business emergency. I have to be there first thing in the morning. I can't risk the night flight if I miss it, if I this, if I that. I got to get there now. I decided to take the flight. He says, and I was thinking about it, that you're going to be on the plane. So I decided I want to get a ticket on Continental instead. But it was sold out the flight. I couldn't get a ticket. I said, Raz, did I ever do anything wrong to you? He says, no, but I don't know. This is creeping me out already. I can't deal with it anymore. Okay, once again, the lavatory, a pair of pajamas, two sleeping pills, I let off, and there's no us. February 2nd, I get onto a plane, Saturday night from Newark. I sit down in seat 2A, and once again, by now you could imagine, in seat 2C, the fifth time in a row, who's sitting there? Raz. Raz looks at me and he says, I promise you I'm leaving this plane right now unless you tell me what's going on. <laughs> and I said, Raz, it's very obvious what's going on. And he says, what? I said, me and you have to talk. <laughs> and he says, but we have nothing in common. You're religious, and I hate religious Jews. I told him, I love people that say they hate me. And he says, why? I said, because they always become rabbis at the end. <laughs> he says, where'd you get that crazy idea from? And I see his blood pressure rising. I told him, it's a Gemara. The great sage, Rabbi Akiva. Before he came, became Rabbi Akiva. When he was still in Amaharetz, a shepherd. What did he say? If they'll bring me a great Torah scholar, what will I do? I'll bite him. He hated Talmidei Chachamim. And at the end, he became the great Rabbi Akiva. And he looks at me and he says, Oof, you with your stories. And sure enough, I decided to get my last hit before he goes to sleep. And I look at him and I said, Raz, listen, obviously this is meant to be. And if God wants, whether you like it or not, you're going to talk to me. Because he'll wake you up in such a way that you're going to do nothing but talk to me. And he says, yeah, yeah, tell me mashtuyot you with your stupid things. And he goes to sleep. An hour and 15 minutes into the flight. There is such turbulence that I'll be honest with you, I had to hold on to God really strongly that day. And the plane is bouncing up and down and up and down, and Raz, with all his ambience, can't sleep. And he wakes up, and he sits up, and he looks at me before he does anything else, and he says, okay, speak already, say what you want. And I said, well, what's the pressure, Raz? And he tells me, I want to go back to sleep, so just say what you want. 
And this is how the conversation started. I told him, Raz, what do you do for a living? And he says, that's what you want to talk to me about? I said, yeah. He says, I own sports teams all over the world. And he gives me a whole list of names. Honestly, I'm not that familiar. So I said, what type of sports are these? I didn't even know the names, what sports they are. So he tells it's not American sports, European, Israeli, this, that. And he says, most of them are soccer teams and two are basketball teams. Some are in the big league, some are less, whatever, this is business, sports. So I told him, Waz, I want to discuss something with you. So he says, what? I said, I want you to explain me a little bit what soccer is about. Teach me the game. He said, what do you want to know what soccer is about? I said, I'll tell you why. When I was young in the yeshiva, next door to me, we had non-religious people, and they used to always make fun of me, and I don't know how to play soccer. And I'm a quick learner. Teach me what soccer is about. Maybe I'll learn how to play like this. Nobody could ever say again, I don't know how to play soccer. And he tells me, it's very simple. There's a goal, there's a ball, and he starts explaining to me what the ball is, look, look, the regulations, and you got to get the ball into the goal. I said, well, so what's the big deal? Let's go now to the field, we'll take a ball, we'll kick it in the goal. And he looks at me like this in disbelief, and he says, is everything okay? I said, yeah, what's the problem? He says, when there's nobody standing there blocking you, it's no big deal to get into the goal. You got to have 11 players with a goalie trying to stop you, and then outsmart all of them and get the ball in the goal. Then you're playing a game. I said, Raz, your ears should hear, what your mouth is talking. When you think everything's beautiful in life, and when you think everybody else is wrong except for you, to listen to the truth is a challenge. You have so many things blocking you. You have soccer teams, you have this, you have that, you have your hate of religious people, you have all these issues, you have all these goalies blocking you from scoring. Then is the real chokhmah of when you got to make an extra effort to find out what's true in life. Then is when you really have to work hard. When everything's easy, it's no big deal to do what's right. That's what I want from you. And Raz looks at me and says, but I don't believe in all this stuff. And I said, we'll teach you. And that's how me and Raz developed a relationship. We're less than a year later. Raz changed lines of work a little bit. He had a technical issue that soccer teams play on Shabbat. And he's now a Shomel Shabbat. He can't own soccer teams. And he sold all his sports teams. Every last one. And went into a completely different business. And every single time I speak to him, which is normally once in three days, he always tells me the same thing. Rabbi, I think I scored a really good goal today. That's what God wants from us tonight. There are so many obstacles along the way. There are so many tests and temptations that we have to fight every single day. So many problems that we have. And he says, now is the real challenge. You got to work around. Go between all these players that are trying to block you. Go between the Satan, between all these negativity, between all these problems. And score the goal. And what's that goal? Living an honest life. Living a life that will lead us up to the Dol Shuben David Bada generation that will be our generation, God willing, that Mashiach is going to come. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org